You're listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now, here's Nate. It's time for episode 76 right here on the Nate Lull Podcast. Welcome back once again, my podcast friends. I am your host, Nate Lull. I will continue the theme today of having a fun episode as uh, episode 75 with Adam Bowerly. If you haven't listened to that, a lot of great advice from him. He was a blast to have on. Today, my guest is Zelda Adams. She is a junior, and she plays sports at Downsville, but goes to school in Roscoe. So we'll leave you hanging on that for a minute, but we'll talk more about that in today's interview. Uh, I think Downsville is very happy to have her and the other Roscoe students for sports but especially Zelda. She is a All-State performer in soccer and helped that team to win a sectional title, a Section 4 title, in 2018. Uh, just lives for soccer. A lot of travel ball, a lot of time put into her individual skills, and is just a great person and a great player. So great to talk with her about uh, her soccer today as well as the other sports that she plays. She's also a very good runner in track. So really interesting hearing her story. And it's more than just sports with Zelda. It's that her family is so creative. They make movies, they make films, they act, they direct, they write. I mean, they do a little bit of everything. And it's neat to dive into that and hear that story where it's taken them with all their travels. I mean, even when we did this interview, uh, we did it remotely because Zelda was traveling and was in Maine. So this is a family that's always on the go, always exploring and always doing something new. So I was glad I could get a few minutes of her time to catch up and talk about not only sports, but her life in general. As I think for being such a young athlete, she's had a lot of real world life experience so far and need to just hear how her creative juices get flowing. And she uh, comes up with some of these ideas that uh, that she comes up with for these films, some of the writing that she's done. I found it to be really fascinating. And again, a great soccer player as well, an all-state selection, and is going to be a real handful uh, if we ever get back to playing soccer in the Delaware League. It's one of those things where opposing coaches are like, wow, got to make sure we plan for Zelda. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what's up with her name? Is she named after the video game? Well, we're going to let her tell that to you. We're going to let her tell you that story. So we'll see here in just a couple of minutes. So thanks for checking back in today. As always, a big thank you to our sponsors here on the Nate Law Podcast. They include NYCM Insurance of Edmiston, Shenango Memorial Hospital of Norwich, Shandello Federal Credit Union of Franklin, Preferred Mutual Insurance Company of New Berlin, the Amphenol Corporation of Sydney, Sportsfield Specialties of Delhi, we have SFCU, we have C.H. Landers Funeral Chapel of Sydney, the Leatherstocking Group of Cooperstown, the Franklin Railroad Museum, Benson Agency Real Estate of Oneonta, Marabito Gresham Insurance, Huff Ice Cream of Sydney, Certified Auto Outlet of Oneonta, Clark Sports Center of Cooperstown, the Delaware National Bank of Delhi. Other sponsors include New York Pizzeria of New Berlin, Patriot Masonry of Otigo, Chambers and O'Hara Car and Truck Center in Sydney, Waste Recovery Enterprises of Sydney, Barnard's Hometown Hardware of Bainbridge, the Rinker Insurance Agency of Afton, McCready Motors in Norwich, Echo Brands of Sydney, Cohen and Fraser Builders of Franklin and Unadilla, 
DTC, Delhi Telephone Company, and a new sponsor for October. We have Superior Heating and Air Duct Cleaning of Sydney. Okay, so episode 76 today with uh, Downsville athlete and Roscoe student, Zelda Adams. So it's appropriate, folks. Let's get into it here with the Zelda Nintendo old school theme song. Some of you uh, video game guys might know this one. I just thought it was appropriate, and we'll let her tell the story here in just a little bit. So thanks again for checking in on the Nate Lull Podcast. Today is episode 76 here on the Nate Law Podcast. My guest today is Zelda Adams. She's actually a junior at Roscoe Central School, but plays all of her sports, I believe, and we'll get into that, at Downsville Central School and is a, a really great soccer player. So, Zelda, it's awesome to have you here today. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, first off, you know, we have to hear the super cool story behind your name you know i mean not everyone has a great name like zelda so is there some sort of a an awesome rad story behind that (laughs) thank you so much i i wish there was a cool story i always ask my mom this but she says she just woke up in the middle of the night and thought i'm gonna name my daughter zelda i wish it was named after the video game legend of zelda or the writer zelda fitzgerald but i think it was just pure luck (laughs) How often do you get that question, like, are you named after the video game? <laughs> Every time I introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's great, and it's it's a great fit for sports, too. It's just, uh, it's really cool to say. It, it looks really cool when we're tweeting about you, so I, I think it's perfect. So let's start off uh, again by explaining that you do go to Roscoe Central School, but that Roscoe uh, and Downsville have this uh, kind of agreement where you can go there and play sports. So what has that been like for you going to one school and then traveling to another school to play sports? I really love the mix between Roscoe and Downsville. Obviously, both schools are too small to have one team, so I think it's very lucky that we have each other. And I think the two schools mix together very well. I love Downsville people. I love Roscoe people. And just the experience of getting to um, encounter both of those schools is amazing for me. I Love the bus rides over there. I get to spend time with my Roscoe people. And then in Downsville, I get to spend time with people that I only know through sports. So that's something very interesting is playing sports with someone that you don't know through school, that you only know them through sports. I love that. Yeah, was it hard when you first started that relationship? Like, you know, you're just kind of going over there for sports, so you don't see these people every day. Was it hard to bond with them when, uh, I'm assuming at first, it was just you were going over there to practice? So what was it like uh, getting to know your new teammates? I found it was a really smooth transition. Everyone was so nice to me and welcomed me. I was super young when I came, and they treated me like an equal. There were a lot of seniors, and they were all, oh, a lot of juniors, actually, They were all so kind to me, treated me like a friend, and I honestly can't think of any bad experiences um, with the two schools mixing. So on an average year for soccer or track or anything else that you're coming over for, like how many Roscoe kids are on your bus usually when you're coming over to to practice at Downsville? I don't know the exact number, but there are definitely more Downsville athletes than Roscoe athletes. I want to say this year we had around seven Roscoe athletes, 
and we all just take the bus over to the school, and then we meet up with all the Downsville athletes. Does that, you know, kind of uh, make your day harder, knowing, like, when you're getting up in the morning and you're planning for the day, like, hey, I, I know that not only am I going to be away all day for school, and then I'm going to have to go to Downsville and, and practice and everything. So you're kind of packing for a full day. Now, that might not be the case right now with uh, with coronavirus, and everyone's schedule is a little different. But, you know, take us back to last year. Like, that has to be a lot when you're planning to be away from home for probably at least 12 hours every day during soccer or track season. Yeah, I guess it could be a long time out, but I'm a traveler. I like traveling. And I'm traveling uh, with something I love, soccer, and I'm traveling with cool people from Roscoe and Downsville. I honestly find it as a really great experience, and I I honestly look forward to it every day. And there's something about, this is strange, but there's something about the smell when I wake up and go take the bus. It's it's so beautiful, and I love it. I can like recognize the smell of waking up and taking the bus right now. <laughs> I know it's uh, that time of year, like fall has that smell, right? It just, to me, I always say it smells like soccer season. So (laughs) (laughs) it makes me miss it right now as I smell the leaves falling from the trees. I'm like, oh no. I know it's, it's so hard. So, you know, let's skip ahead to that. Like, what has this been like for you? Normally, you know, you'd be right in the thick of it right now, like a couple weeks into the season and you'd be looking ahead to, you know, maybe the league playoffs and sectionals. Like, what has it been like for you not to have regular school and regular soccer? I mean, without soccer, that's just got to be killing you. Yeah, it's really peculiar. I'm so used to playing soccer every day with my school athletes. And honestly, I'm just trying to take advantage of this time and do things that I normally wouldn't be able to do when my time is consumed with soccer and school. So I'm making a lot of art and actually... I'm traveling with my family right now, so we're playing soccer on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it looks like you play quite a bit of travel soccer with uh, with your club team, Nirvana. Uh, I was wondering where they were based out of, and it seems like you're kind of in a great spot with Roscoe because, yeah, you can come upstate, but you can also go downstate and have all the opportunities of club soccer that kind of exist down there closer to the city. So I was just curious to hear about your, your travel experience and, and how much uh, you like playing for that team. Yeah, so I play for Nirvana 360 FC. I love that club so much. They are my second family. They are based in the Hudson Valley around uh, Warwick or Washingtonville area, and we play all over. During the winter, we play indoors a lot in Albany. Otherwise, we'll go travel to New Jersey or we'll play a lot in New York sometimes the city, and the farthest that we've traveled is Las Vegas and Florida. Um, It's really great with the club team because we get to go to all these other beautiful places like Florida and play people from a different state and different region. It's so fun, and I do find that I like being set in Roscoe because it's true that I have to travel far for club practice, but it's totally worth it, and in my Roscoe setting, it's totally perfect because I get to be part of Downsville. I would never want to miss out on that. Oh, that's that's so cool. And, you know, I'm curious that uh, we've talked to a lot of athletes and coaches who have uh, been playing travel sports during this time when uh, either regular summer sports or school sports have kind of been shut down. What has that experience been like for you with uh, coronavirus? Like, have you noticed a lot of different types of restrictions at the tournaments Uh, Does it seem like it's just kind of normal, like it would normally be? I'm always curious to hear how things are going out there for the travel sports teams. So over summer, the team was not allowed to play, but 
in, I want to say, the end of July or August, uh, practice began to pick up. The athletes had to wear masks into practice to sign off on something and get their temperature taken, and then they could play. And actually, I'm not currently playing club soccer right now because an injury that I got during the fall season and winter season, but yeah, that's basically what it would be like if I was doing club soccer right now. And they're scrimmaging a lot with Albany uh, teams and uh, Manhattan teams. I always feel like uh, the injury bug seems to follow you around a little bit. So uh, what, what's your injury this time? And, and, you know, can you tell us about some of the other injuries you've had? I know you, you, know, you had your arm brace for a long time that you had to wear during games, and uh, it just seems like the injury bug has kind of followed you around, like I said. <laughs> yeah, apparently my bones are like, hey, they can break easily or something. So in ninth grade, I actually broke my wrist. Before preseason, I was in a club game, and a girl pushed me from behind, and I landed badly on my wrist. So I ended up playing with a brace, and it was pretty interesting. I remember the first scrimmage that I wanted to play, I had to wear three sponges wrapped around my brace and my broken wrist, and then put together with duct tape. So I was playing with a huge arm, but it was fun. (laughs) And my next injury, which is the one I have now, during the fall season, in preseason, something tiny happened to my back, and I was running, and I was like, hey, this doesn't feel right. But I thought it was just a little tweak, because as an athlete, I know that, you know, tweaks can happen all the time. But the pain started growing over time, and it got (laughs) worse and worse, and I had to spend some games out. And I went to chiropractors, but they didn't know what the injury was. They thought maybe I just pulled a lower uh, ligament in my spine. But this winter, I found out that it's something called a PARS stress fracture. So it's a little stress fracture in my lower back. And um, that's what I had during the fall season. But it's it really is a confusing injury because if you rest for a while, it'll go away. But once you start playing, it'll pick right back up. So it can be really confusing for me, especially when you don't know uh, what it exactly is that you have. So I finished the fall season without knowing what it was, and then I started playing basketball after a little bit of break, so it went away. But then later in the basketball season, it came back, and my parents were like, let's go to you know a doctor and really figure out what's going on. So that's when we figured out what it was, and now I've had around seven months off of it because that's what the doctor recommended. So have you really had any chance yet to go out and, and really test it? Or is it just kind of like, hey, we we took the time off, and uh, whenever we get back to sports, we'll give it a try? So I've started playing soccer again for, like, the past month. And honestly, I have not felt it at all, which is fantastic. Knock on wood, hopefully I don't feel it again. But the doctor said, hey, it probably will come back, and a lot of athletes uh, live with this. And it's becoming a more common thing among young athletes. So we'll see. I'm excited to start playing again, though. I know that um, the doctor recommends not playing multiple sports at once, so that might be something difficult for me. And he says running cannot be the best for it, so I've been biking a lot. Biking has been something that I've really enjoyed recently, (laughs) and it's a lot better for the back. I think that's great, just finding different ways to stay active. I I find so many times that an athlete will say, well, I'm hurt, so there's nothing I can do. And uh, it just sounds like you've been really positive, had a good attitude, and found other other ways to get around it. So I think that's great. And, 
knock on wood that it doesn't come back for you. So <laughs> um, it certainly looks like soccer seems to be your favorite sport. I mean, if you follow you on, on social media, on Instagram, like you're always posting fun videos and trying different tricks and working on your skills. And, and I was just wondering kind of your background with soccer, like when you got into it and, and when you said, hey, like this is something I really enjoy. Yeah, I love soccer. It's my favorite sport of all time. I started playing when I was four or five years old because my sister started playing, and I was like, hey, I want to be like my sister because she's really cool. So I started playing soccer. I joined a tiny little team when I lived in California, and my dad was the coach. And it was such a fun experience, and I've been playing it ever since. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, you know, I, I also don't know your background before Roscoe, and, and I do want to get into your family in a minute because your family does some super cool stuff, but... You know, have you moved a bunch of places, or was it just California and then here? I'm always interested to hear uh, how uh, people came to be where they are. So our family has a bug for traveling. Initially, I was born in New York City, and then when I was four, we moved to California. So I spent my kindergarten and pre-K years in California, and then my family felt that we wanted to travel. So we bought an RV and we traveled across the United States where we made a feature film, and then we moved to Roscoe, and I spent one year in Roscoe. We went back to California, and that's where I spent, I would say, a little less than half of my life in California those years, and I played um, a lot of club soccer in California, and I was at a really big school in California, unlike the school here in Roscoe. <laughs> And then we moved back to Roscoe in eighth grade, and we we love Roscoe. It's it's definitely very small compared to California, but I think it's been really advantageous to me, and I love that. Wow, that's I had no idea that you had moved that much. That's, uh, that's <laughs> a really interesting part of your story. And and you did talk about your family making film, uh, and I I do want to get into that. Uh, I did have a couple more soccer questions, and I'm so curious about the film stuff. So that's going to be great, but. You know, what is your long-term goal with soccer? Like, would you want to play in college? Do you think the injury uh, might prevent you from doing that? Or is it just like, hey, if, if an opportunity comes, I'd like to take it? I definitely would love to play soccer in college. Playing in high school and playing with my club has showed me I love soccer and all the opportunities that it can bring me and the team experiences it can bring me. And I would love to have that when I go to college. How has it been playing high school soccer for a great coach like uh, Coach Burt Reed? Uh, do you, you know, how much do you like playing for him? He's a guy that just really seems passionate about the game. And, uh, you know, your, your team the last couple of years, uh, I know he just raves about uh, how much he has loved working with you guys. So how much do you like playing for Coach Reed? I love him so much. He is the most passionate, best coach ever. He cares so much about the game and so much about the players. Every time he's coaching, he has a smile on his face. He will tell a lot of stories at practice, and I love them because every time he's telling them, he has a smile on his face. It's kind of like he can remember every experience that he has during soccer. And he knows he knows what I'm lacking in my game, and he always influences me to work on that in the game. He He's really good at that, and I love it. Do you have a favorite memory from Coach Reed so far in your in your Downsville career? My favorite memory of his. That's a great question. I thought maybe something, you know, that, that stood out from, especially when you guys made that deep run uh, through sectionals and into states. I mean, 
he's just one of those guys that you just never know. You could look over and he's very loud and passionate on the sideline, and I thought maybe something would stick out to you. Probably getting the Section 4 title was the best memory of him, seeing the huge smile on his face when his players got that title for him. He was beaming with happiness, and I... It made me smile. Honestly, every day that we're at practice is my favorite day with him. The sectional bracket that year was just absolutely loaded. So this was in 2018. So you guys tie for the Delaware League title with South Court, right, which is never an easy thing to do. And then you go on and you win the Section 4 Class D title. You know, how much did that mean to you, playing with such a great group of girls? I mean, you had Emily Brown, Kaylee Young, Kenzie Hammond. I mean, the list goes on. That's such a great group. Uh, but what was it like winning that title, playing with those girls? It was the best experience I've ever had. Our companionship, our hard work, our teamwork, it paid off so hard when we won that. I can't even begin to explain it. We we knew that we as a team had so much potential because we were already basically a team the first year in 2017. Like, we basically had all the same players, and we didn't get as far, but we said, hey, we have all these amazing players, this great teamwork. I think that we can really turn this into something. And the next year, in 2018, we did, and it was just the best experience to get that victory. And it wasn't actually about the winning for me. It was just that we made it there as a team, as a family. Is there a player on that team, or, or even the year before that, like you said, both those teams were really good, uh, that you you know worked really well with and enjoyed playing with the most? It's hard to say. I Someone that comes to mind right now is Olivia Brunner. She is a beast in goal and on the field. I trust her with my whole heart when she's inside the goal. And I think that she and I have great teamwork together. When it's a really hard game. Sometimes we'll put her down at forward, and she's a beast at forward as well. I know that I can trust her, hit her up with some great passes, and she will execute them perfectly. And every time that we accomplish something, we run towards each other and give each other the biggest hug. I love her. Yeah, so so like you said, your goalie, Olivia Brunner, uh, I noticed a couple of times she has those big booming punts, and I've been at a couple of games where she would you know, make a save, and then boom, one up the field, and it was like the other team wasn't ready, and you were able to run onto a few of those and have a pretty good chance at, at scoring a goal just off some of her punts. So it just seems like, like you said, your connection with Liv uh, is really, really great, and I've always enjoyed how when you guys score or something, like you'll run back and give her a hug. So, you know, that's really cool. Do you, Is that something you've ever talked about with her? Like, hey, if she gets it, she's going to punt it up to you, and you're going to try to run onto it? Yeah, that's one of our tactics. Uh it's definitely a sneak attack that I don't think many people are ready for. She can have a really big punt, especially on some smaller fields in the league. And sometimes people aren't ready. Sometimes defense can be a bit high. And we like to take advantage of that. And a goalie's part of the team, too. So we love putting those together. And hopefully I or Kayla Young can finish off of them. Hopefully uh, Coach isn't mad at me for giving away your strategy here in public. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you kind of laugh when I mentioned South Court right before there. So, you know, I'll I'll throw this question in of what's that battle like uh, when SK and Downsville get together? Like, I always circle that game on the calendar because it's like, 
you know that's always going to be a good game when those two teams get together. Yeah, I laugh because they are an amazing team. You know, everyone's like, oh, wow, we're going to play South Court right because they are fantastic. They have a great coach, great players. So I'm always excited when we play them. It's always a really big game, as you say. And the section title, playing against them, it was a fantastic game. They are such an amazing team. So that's why it felt so good to, you know, get that victory. And I thought it was a great game. And somehow they always have great players. How? (laughs) I know, year after year, it's like you think they're finally done, and then all of a sudden there's three girls that have been on the team, and all of a sudden they're a superstar now. It always seems to be that way. (laughs) So I I mentioned before your social media, you're always working on some new juggling trick or a move or something. Is there anything you're working on right now? And why is that something you enjoy doing? Is it just like that alone time when it's like, hey, I can block the world out and just kind of work on my skills? Yeah, I love practicing on my own. I've done it since I was a kid because my dad's always around to help me. I like focusing on my touch a lot. And something I love even more is juggling. It really helps with my tight touch. And I recently have gotten a hold of the Around the World, which is great to have. I can't do it constantly, so I'm still working on it. But something I really want to get is the rainbow on the run, just to whip it out if I ever need. (laughs) I hope I'm there if you get that, because that is, I've only seen it in person a few times, like in a high school game, and such a cool move. Definitely a cool move. So I had one last soccer question, I guess. And, you know, last year you had a really good sectional battle against Skenevis, and they were a really good team last year. And I know that you and uh, Angelina Compitello, who was their big star, you guys had some really high praise for one another after the game. You know, uh, and we're going to have her on a couple episodes from now after yours, so it'll be fun to chat with her. What was it like playing against her? And I remember afterwards on social media, you guys were both like, wow, what a great game and, and what a great player. So do you have uh, kind of any thoughts on that game? Yeah, well, I'm excited to listen to that podcast with her because she is an amazing athlete, so young and so committed to the game, and I admire that so much. And as for playing against Genevis, we knew coming into it that they were an amazing team. I think that they were like one of the top seeds in the section. So to have such a great game against them, I think it's my favorite game of all time. So fun. We all played our heart out, and, you know, it was tied for most of the game. So constantly we each were battling down the other's throats. It was so fun. And to hold up against such an amazing team, it felt so good. I did want to transition to your family because, like I said before, they're super cool, artistic, And so your family makes films and movies, and they run a company called Wonder Wheel Productions. And I was just wondering if you could tell us just a little bit more on the background on that. Yeah, so we run a production company and film company called Wonder Wheel Productions, and we've made, I think, six feature films so far, and we're working on our seventh right now. Um, We began making films when I was six years old, and now I'm 16. And we're still up to it, so we've been doing it for 10 years. We love it so much, and it's so great to be able to make films as a family. Yeah, I mean, it's not just like you guys are are making some fun films in the backyard. Like, your films have been featured at some pretty big festivals, like Woodstock Film Festivals, and they've won a bunch of awards. So you have your entire family, like you said, your mom, your dad, your older sister, 
and you guys do everything, right? You, you write, you film, you act, you produce, you edit. Like, how did you learn all these skills? Like, I'm just amazed. Yeah, we did. Um, my mom used to be an actress, so she was pretty familiar with the business. And my dad used to be a model, so he felt that he was also pretty familiar with the business. And we took advantage with that. And instead of working for other people and their films, we decided, hey, you know, let's work for ourselves. Let's make our own films. And as I said, we started when I was six. Obviously, I was so excited to make my own films. I wanted to be, you know, the next Bella in Twilight because I was so obsessed with Twilight at the time. (laughs) That's oh, that's so cool. Like, what do you think is your favorite part? Do you like to write? Do you like to direct? Uh, acting in them? What do you think is your favorite part? I'm really intrigued by um, cinematography. I love doing the camera work. I love doing it so much. I love watching movies and seeing what kind of aesthetics they'll have, and you know how they move the camera. And I like being in front of the camera, too, acting, but I tend to get a little shy, and I definitely feel like I'm more confident when I'm behind the camera. So can you tell us, uh, from what I was reading, I I think you guys have made some horror films. Like, is there a certain genre you guys like to stick to? So our first four films, I believe, were dramas. And then my dad and I made a practice horror film, and we loved it. And it got into some great festivals, and we found out that we love the horror crowd. And we said, hey, you know, let's make an even bigger horror film. So we made our last biggest feature film called The Deeper You Dig, and it's a horror film. And it's taken us to so many beautiful places and festivals, and it's allowed us to meet so many wonderful people. And, yeah, so currently we are loving the horror genre You have so much artistic freedom. And our next movie, called Hellbender, is going to be a horror. If someone listening wanted to watch one of the films that's already out, is there uh, an easy way to do that? Is there a website? Are they online somewhere? Our most recent film, Deeper You Dig, is available on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu TV. It's basically out everywhere except um, Netflix and Hulu. And as for our other films, you can find them on Amazon and iTunes, I believe. So is is this something you see yourself doing in the future? Like, do you want to go to college and learn more about this and then continue to work with your family or uh, try to go out west and and do something like that, go to Hollywood? You know, you, you always hear about that kind of stuff. Like, what do you think your future plans might be? That's something I'm excited to figure out because at the moment I really have no idea I really want to go to college and maybe try out filmmaking. I just don't know if I want to major in it or if I want to do it as a side hobby. I have no idea, and I'm excited to find out in the future, but I think I have time, which is good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely good. And you said your mom was an actress before, and one thing I read was that she had a a small part on Guiding Light, which is the soap opera, and it's funny because we've actually had some of our guests some of our older guests say, like, that's one of their favorite shows. So, um, you know, do you know much about how long she was on there? And is that just one of many experiences she had? Yeah, so she was on Guiding Lights. She loved it. She loved it so much. She got to play a mischievous kind of woman, kind of evil, which is funny because in reality she is the nicest human ever, the opposite (laughs) of her character. Yeah, she was on that show when she lived in the city. I don't know for how long. I want to say a couple of years, but I can't be too sure. But, 
you might recognize her, for people that haven't seen Guiding Light, you might recognize her as the voice at the end of Progressive commercials, and she says, and that's Progressive. <laughs> so that's your mom at the end of the Progressive commercials? Yeah, she she does a lot of voiceovers for commercials. Wow, see, we're, we're learning fun facts today here on, on the Meanwhile <laughs> Podcast. So. <laughs> so I'm assuming that being in the in the film business with your family, you spend a lot of time, a lot of hours with them. Uh, so it must bring you really close together. Yeah, I, I'm happy to say that we're a really close, tight-knit family. I think we've definitely gotten even closer through filmmaking because we're all relating and um, bonding over um, something that we love. Um, we're all really passionate about art. And just the experience of making movies together is so fun, and I'm happy that I get to do it with my family. Are there those moments where, uh, you know, it's a long day and you're, like, uh, kind of getting on each other's nerves, <laughs> or are you guys pretty uh, laid back and it's always a good vibe? I think it's always a good vibe. I think there will be some days when we're like, you know, one more shot, and then it's another shot, and we have to keep filming. But we're not mad at each other. Most of the time we're mad at the weather for not being perfect for the scene that we're filming. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to check out uh, some of these films. It's it's really interesting that they're online and, and you can watch them. So I hope everybody will uh, will go out there and check these out. So, you know, I, I did notice, and now that you've told us that you've, you've moved around a lot, um, I, I did read that uh, you were doing homeschool for a while. And I'm sure with the moving and uh, the film and everything, like that must have worked out at the time. Uh, but, like, has it been an interesting transition to move around, homeschool, public school? Like, has that been hard for you over the years, constantly being on the move and kind of getting used to new schools as you do that? I've found that it's always been a pretty positive experience. I love traveling as well. And when I'm homeschooled, uh, Toby has always been a great teacher. I've learned a lot. And I get to experience a lot of uh, cultures and places that I've never really experienced before. And we're actually taking advantage of COVID right now. And we just bought a trailer and a truck. And now we just traveled to Maine. And I'm sitting in my trailer right now calling you. So. <laughs> yeah, I meant to ask when you said that earlier, uh, that, that you were on the road. So you guys are in Maine now. Have you really made any other stops along the way? We stopped in Vermont and checked out uh, Middlebury College. We like to take advantage of these travels and check out a lot of colleges. For me, I'm always excited to tour college campuses and, you know, you know, maybe potentially go there in the future. I believe I saw that your older sister had gone to college out in Oregon. Do you have any desire to maybe go out uh, to the West Coast or somewhere farther away for college? Yeah, so she goes to Lewis and Clark, and I love the Northwest. It's so green and rainy. I would definitely be interested in going to college there. Um, my dad went to University of Washington also, and I'm definitely um, interested in going to University of Washington. So we shall see. <laughs> well, I can't let you go without asking you a couple of track questions because, um, you know, you've had a pretty good track career at Downsville as well. Do you have a, a favorite event? And I, I was wondering if maybe your favorite memory was winning the league championship in 2018 with the track team. Yeah, so my favorite event is the 400 hurdle. I remember when I was trying out for the team, I had no idea what event I wanted to do. And my coach, Coach Feeney, I love him, he said, uh, you want to try out 400 hurdles? And 
without knowing what it was, I said yes, and I'm so happy I did because I love it so much. It's taken me great places, and yes, my favorite time with the team was winning that league championship. All of us individually work so hard, and all the people in relays work so hard. And that's my favorite thing about track is though even though you can be doing your own individual events, it's such a team sport. Everyone is there for you, hoping that you can get your PR, and I love it. Yeah, that was really fun watching you guys uh, win the league back in 2018. It was fun watching you uh, and, and your whole team. Like you said, it was really a balanced team, but also fun watching a runner like Emily Brown. It had to be fun mm-hmm. being on the same team with her, watching her. Uh, do her thing on the track all the time. She is a beast. I look up to her. She works so hard, and she cares so much about track, and she inspires me every day. I feel bad for her right now with uh, with coronavirus and everything kind of taking away from her college track experience so far, but hopefully in the near future we'll see her ripping it up on the college track. So we'll, uh, we'll get to our last two questions here. Uh, I was curious what your favorite local place to eat was. Of course, everyone raves about the Roscoe Diner, but is it that, or is there somewhere else you like to go? The Roscoe Diner is amazing. I love it. If you want to get a burger, go to the Roscoe Diner. If you're looking for some good Italian food, I definitely recommend Romando's. They have great pizza. Every time after practice or a long game, I'll go get some pizza from Romando's. <laughs> And, of course, this will be a great question for you. We always finish with, what are you watching right now? We ask this to all our guests on TV, Netflix, Hulu, movies that you're into, uh, especially for you. What are you watching right now? Right now, I am watching Breaking Bad. I'm watching it with my mom and dad. We love watching shows together. So right now we're watching that. It's on Netflix. I love it so much. It's pretty dark. And it's funny because right before we started watching Breaking Bad, we watched the Harry Potter series, which is the opposite of, you know, Breaking Bad. Oh, that's great. And it's neat that you guys sit down and, and watch it together. Uh, it's uh, it's something I've noticed during these coronavirus times. Is that a lot of families have said, yeah, we sit down every night and we watch a movie so or a, or a show or whatever. So that's really neat. But uh, all right, well, well, that'll do it here for episode 76, again, with Roscoe Jr. Zelda Adams, who plays sports at Downsville in the Delaware League. Uh, Zelda, this was awesome. Really appreciate you sharing some time with us and, and learning more about your background. This was great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you. So this is Nate Lull, again, episode 76 with Zelda Adams. I know this one is going to be a hit, folks. Uh, just a fantastic young athlete here in our area and glad to catch up with her today stay tuned for more we'll have more coming up soon on the nate lull podcast you've been listening to the nate lull podcast download each new episode on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts